Spirit of the living God, we acknowledge your presence. And we thank you for what you're doing in this house. Thank you for everyone present here this morning. Wave your hands one more time to Jesus. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we give it all to you this morning. We're told in nothing from you. Do your will in the midst of your people. Heal. Set free. Deliver. Charge your word with power. Let it minister grace to every hearer. Let there be strength for the weary soul this morning. Restore your here. Restore someone here this morning. Let somebody encounter your power in this place. Let your name be glorified. Spirit of the living God move in the midst of us. Thank you. As we dedicate this time to your healing power, and we ask that you move in our midst. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Say, believe in amen. One more time, can we appreciate Jesus this morning? It's good to be here. Uh, good to be here at the Life Point Church. It's always a pleasure to be here. And um, like we have been introduced, I came with, with a good company. Yeah. Um, with our pastors and ministers from the Elevation Church. One more time, let's appreciate them. Pastor Samson, Pastor Joy Isa, Pastor Haji Lawson. Let's appreciate them. And my wife, my left ventricle. <laughs> Praise God. God's will for you is for you to be holy and whole. Not just holy, but also whole. Completely whole. Yeah. Jesus always asked the people the question, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be free of every encumbrance of the devil? Do you want to be free of pain, of sickness, of diseases? Jesus always asked that question. Because as far as he's concerned, it won't take God anything to move in the life of the people and set them free. And in the ministry of Jesus, we saw his power in manifestation. We saw the power of God move through the crowd and touching people's lives. I'd love to start out this morning by saying that God expects you to take responsibility for your spirit, for your soul, and for your body. This thought has been prevalent on my mind. I'm preparing uh, for the January series for 2017. My spirit, my responsibility. Yeah. Because God wants us to take responsibility for our spirit. But much more than that, God also wants to take responsibility for your soul. And he wants you to take responsibility for your body. A lot of the time, the devil afflicts people in their body and in their soul. If you are in Christ, your spirit is free of, free of affliction. Because the spirit of God is in you. And the spirit of God can't be in your spirit. And the devil will still be messing up with your spirit. So when the devil knows he can no longer mess up with your spirit, he wants to try to mess up with your mind. 
and he wants to try to mess up with your body. Let's start out from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 and 24. It's a prayer here. Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica. It says, make, I read from the message translation, may God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. Somebody say dependable. God is dependable. Said so the one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. But this was a prayer that Paul was praying. In, in the New King James Version, he said, And may the God of peace sanctify you wholly. And may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is interested in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. And he wants me to take responsibility for my spirit, my soul, and my body. When we refuse to take responsibility, what happens? We open the door for affliction. Can somebody say with me today? Yeah. When we refuse to take responsibility, we open the door for affliction. When you refuse to take responsibility for your spirit, what happens? The devil can start to drop garbage there. Yeah. The Bible says, for instance, the spirit of a man will sustain him in trouble. King James says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. So it's important to keep a strong spirit. Because when you have a strong spirit, some things cannot hang around your life. The intimidation and the harassment of the devil, for instance, cannot hang around your life if you have a strong spirit. One of such is the spirit of fear. That's why the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear. First uh, Timothy, I think, chapter 1 and verse 7. There. He said God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So sound mind comes to people who have taken responsibility for their spirit. Because you cannot have a sound mind if you have not taken responsibility for your spirit to deal with the spirit of fear. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah. When you start to take responsibility for your spirit and feed your spirit with the right things, feed your spirit with the word of God, release yourself into the worship of our God, let the presence of God pervade and permeate the atmosphere around your life and your spirit, what happens? You begin to see that your spirit starts to gain power. The things that used to terrify you will no longer be able to terrify you. Why am I talking like this this morning? It's important for you to know that the devil doesn't have any power over your life. I say it again. The devil has no power over your life. But he has intrigues. He has tricks. He plays them when you refuse to take responsibility for your spirit, your soul, and your body. Either breaks the head, the serpent will bite. That's what the scripture says. When I have a broken spirit and I don't seek for healing, when I have a broken heart and I don't seek for healing, it's like a wound that can fester. What happens? Many more things will be attracted. And before you know it, 
Sickness in the mind can lead to a sickness in the body. It is called psychosomatic illness. It has no pathological root. Yeah. It only because the mind is weak and informed. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah. That's why the body then becomes, you know, also weak. That's when people go to the hospital and they, the doctor will put everything, you know, this fake, the stethoscope, everything, and say nothing is wrong. Medically speaking, nothing is wrong. But go and rest. <laughs> yeah. Because the mind has been under a deluge of negative activities, pressures, and all kinds of things that is weighing down the mind and now invariably weighing down the body. That's why the writer of the book of, uh, of John, the third John, John the beloved, in third John uh, verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Soul prosperity can lead to the prosperity of the body. When the mind is at peace, nothing missing, nothing broken, the spirit of fear has been dealt with, I embrace a strong spirit, then what happens is that it has a resultant effect on my body. A strong spirit can withstand any kind of attack of the devil. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Or say better amen, somebody. Amen. But whatever you may be today, the grace, I mean, the, the good news is that whether there's an ailment in the body or in the soul or the mind, the healing power of God is always available. Yeah. The same power to heal the body is the same power to heal the mind. And the same power that healed our spirit and restored our spirit. The same power. The same power. When Jesus hung on the cross, he died for our sins. But it's important to also note that that death is also the death for our sicknesses, our diseases. It is called the atonement, the shedding of the blood. So you see the prophecy of Isaiah in Isaiah 53. This prophecy was centuries before Christ was born. And from the prophecy of Isaiah, you see that when Christ will eventually come and die, what he will do will have overbearing effect, not just on the salvation of man, but also the redemption and the restoration of man. So it, it, Jesus did not finish the work for the hereafter. He finished it also for us on the earth today. There's no point saying I'm going to heaven, but here on earth I'm sick. And I don't have the, the ability to do anything meaningful for God. God wants me to be holy and whole and fully prepared for heaven. So Christianity is not interesting when you don't have a testimony of the power of God that is resident in heaven, but is also resident here on earth, manifesting in your life today. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah, That's what makes Christianity interesting. That I'm not just mounting God in heaven. He's here. Somebody say he's here. He's here and he's with me here. 
and it's, it's, a part, it's a part of my life on a daily basis. So I'm not looking up to the power of God when we get to heaven. No, the power of God is available here, here, here on earth. So in the prophecy of Isaiah, Isaiah 53, when you read verse number 5, it says, but he was wounded for our transgression. You know, he didn't just die. They wounded him <laughs> on, the, on, on the path to, you know, to Gogota. They dealt with him. What they did not know was that a price was demanded for every malady that man would go through. And everything they did to him paid one price or the other. And the final one was paid on the cross when he hung there. That was why Jesus, hanging on the cross, said, it is finished. I paid all the price. Oh, he paid all the price. That's why I cannot live a life of agony today. I qualify for peace, for joy, for health. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Because he went through the pain, I cannot be stranded in life. Are you still with me today? Glory be to Jesus. So the Bible says here in Isaiah 53 and verse number 5, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That's why I, have to, I can enjoy peace today. And by his stripes, we are healed. Completely healed. So sickness is not permitted to stay in my body. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes. But you see, it's possible for a promise to have gone on on your life for Christ to then come and died and everything and now you said you have received him as your Lord and personal Savior. So if you're here, you're born again. That's what you have done. But it's still possible for you to have gone through all that and not be aware that there are certain things you need to do to appropriate what has been provided for you. You know, it's possible for your parents to send you money gram money transfer and all those kind of things. And if you, receive, if you refuse to claim it, you have not received it, though it has been sent. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you need a code to then receive it. You know, it has been sent, but it has not been received. Healing has been paid for, but it's your choice whether you want to receive the healing or not. So, you know, some people love their pain so much. Some people love this broken heart because it's... it's it helps them to get the pity of people. Yeah. So when people come and they still see that you are still crying, everybody's saying, oh, well, eh? sorry. Yeah. It's that, you see, if not for that stupid boy, my friend will have been okay now. Jesus paid the price for your peace, for your healing, your emotional healing. Yeah. If anybody walks out of your life, it's because they, they, they're not worthy to be associated with you. Yeah. If the king of the universe is still in your life, you're okay. Are you still with me today? Yeah. So you just need to bounce, bounce out of it and just tell yourself, Christ is in my life. A price has been paid. I have to receive what has been paid for. Glory be to Jesus. In the mercy of Jesus, we see healing all of the time. Healing all of the time. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages the Bible says, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness. Somebody say every sickness. Oh, come on, say it again. Say every sickness. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. 
Every sickness, every disease among the people. Every sickness, every disease among the people. Now, there's a huge connection between receiving your healing and your faith. Receiving your healing and your faith. Because, like I said, if Father, something has been provided for does not mean you're going to receive it. Luke 13, when you read from verse 10 to 17, the Bible talks about the woman that was bent over. It says it was, she was in no way able to lift herself. That's uh, Luke 13 and uh, verse number 10 to 17. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years. How many years? Oh, I'm not sure many people are still here. How many years? 18 years. And was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. When you look at the story of this woman very well, it's possible that she's suffering from arthritis, you know, or any of those painful or, or maybe some spinal cord issues. So she was like this and she couldn't raise herself up. And this was how she was going all over the place. The, the devil kept her head down so she could not aspire. You know that some things have been credited into your destiny? You need strength to be able to do them. One of the reasons why the devil attacks our bodies is to limit the expression of grace upon our lives. Yeah. He knows you have grace for certain things if I diminish your health. Yeah. I can't do anything about the grace. But what you need to give expression to the grace, I can do something about it. That's what he does. So he attacks the body. The Bible talks about this woman. She couldn't lift up herself. Verse 12. But when Jesus saw her, he called, when Jesus, when Jesus saw her, he called to him. Sorry, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. Look at that. He laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. That was instant healing. Somebody is receiving instant healing here today. I cannot hear your amen. amen. Bible says he laid his hands on her. This is not, um, it's not a movie. This is real life. Laid his hands on her. The Bible says immediately she straightened up. The pain disappeared. She was made straight and glorified God. Look at verse 14. But the rulers of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed her on Sabbath. According to the laws of the Jews, Jesus was not surprised. You don't do anything on Sabbath day. But Jesus uh, defied uh, Sabbath and just went ahead and healed her. And he said to the crowd, there are six days in which men ought to walk. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. They were telling the crowd, go. This man, is not going, we're not going to allow him to continue because they're not supposed to do any work today. But this is where I'm going. Then the Lord, the Lord then answered and said, Hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the store and lead it away to water it? Look at verse 16. That's the most instructive. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? 
as far as God is concerned, every day is a day of healing. Every day. Every day is for healing. Yeah. Every day. Today is somebody's healing day. I cannot hear your amen. amen. Every day is for healing as far as God is concerned. He just needs a heart that is ready. God can heal you right in your living room. He can heal you right while you are driving in your car. Every day is for healing. Jesus came to tell them God doesn't take a break when it comes to healing his people. Sabbath is your game. It's not, you know, God heals people every day. He, he wants us to be whole so much he didn't mind breaking his own rule because he was the one that gave them the rule of Sabbath. But he said, when it comes to healing, I heal all the time. Yeah, I heal every day. I heal all the time. Jesus said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who has been bound these 18 years, so it's possible for a woman to be a daughter of Abraham who qualified for healing and yet remained bound for 18 years. I don't care how much or how long the infirmity may have been on you. Every day is for healing with Jesus. And today is a day of healing for somebody here. So it's possible for you to be a daughter of Abraham and yet not be aware that healing has been provided for. Your healing has been paid for. Yeah. It's possible. But when faith starts to build up in your heart and you start to recognize the fact that God has paid a price for your healing, what you start to do is to see yourself healed. Is to see the hand of God come upon you. So as I preach here this morning, begin to see the hand of God coming upon you. Begin to see your healing manifest. Whatever you need healing, begin to see your healing manifest. Because healing is provided through faith in Jesus. Because already paid for, the code, just like you need a code to receive it's just faith. Look at this. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 16. Acts 3, 16. After Peter had an encounter with the, the man at the beautiful gate, the lame man, and the man was healed, and the Bible says he was leaping and jumping and praising God, and then they held them, and they said, how come you're doing this? What, what, how did you do this? You know, and all that. One of the things that Peter said here was very instructive in verse 16 of Acts chapter 3, and he said, in his name, true faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him, Jesus, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. In his name, true faith in his name. That's how we receive our healing. Faith in his name. Faith in his name. Do you have faith in his name? If you have faith in his name, you can receive your healing. In his name, true faith in his name, this man has been made whole. Peter summarized everything that happened there and all he had to say was that this man received his healing because he has faith in his name. Don't forget when they were walking and going into the temple, the man sitting at the gate, beautiful, the Bible says he looked at them and he asked them, He was looking at them. He had expectation. Peter looked at him. Silver and gold we don't have. But what we have, we give to you. We carry grace. We carry the healing power of God. 
In the name of Jesus, rise up. The man jacked up. The Bible says he was limping and jumping. And then he started to walk. And he started to give praise to God. When Peter summed everything up, he said, in the name of Jesus, Jesus that you crucified, through faith in his name, this man was made whole. Somebody here has been made whole. I cannot hear your amen. amen. So just like any other provision in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 3, the Bible says God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Part of that spiritual blessing is healing. But the spiritual blessing is always there. We need to access it. And we access it by faith. We access it by faith. We access it by faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 and uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Faith, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the title deed, the evidence of things not seen. The title deed of something that you have, but all you have is the, the title deed, the paper. Yeah. You may not have seen it, but you have faith for it. A couple of years ago, uh, um, a lady, protege of mine, a daughter in the Lord, uh, in my uh, former pastorate at Daystar, uh, relocated to Abuja. And um, I said, a husband, I mean, God has used me many times to be a blessing to them, they decided to buy us a plot of land in Abuja and then sent us the document for the land. As I speak to you now, it's about three years. I've not seen the land. But I have my document. Full document. Yeah, full CFO for the land. By the Abuja City Council and everything, the topographical draw, everything was sent by Korea. Do I have land in Abuja? Yes. Have I seen it? No. Do I have the title deed? Yes. So do I have land or not? I can't hear you. Do I have land or not? Whether you say yes or not, I have land. <laughs> Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You haven't seen it, but you have the evidence. Ha! I hope you're, you're getting me. Yeah? <laughs> That's faith. Do I have land or not? Yes! Because I have the document. Have I seen it? No. In fact, a few days ago, I was still thinking, maybe the next time I'm, I'm going to Abuja, I'm going to call them ahead of time to say, can we even take a drive to this place? Should I see? But is it in doubt that I have land? No. Is it in Guagalada? Yes. Guagalada City Council. Yeah, that's where the land is. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. That's faith. That's faith. Do you have faith in his name? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, that the price has been paid for your healing and you want to lay hold on it, then you see the healing manifest in your life. Is somebody still with me today? You see the healing manifest in your life. You see the healing manifest in your life. You see that healing manifest in your life. In John chapter 9, when you read from verse 1 to 9, Jesus was with the blind man that was born blind. I brought out this example for somebody to know that if this is a condition that you were born with, it doesn't mean that you have to die with it. Are you still with me today? Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to die with it. Because in the Bible, in John chapter 9, a man was born blind. Jesus saw the man and ministered to the man. 
John chapter 9 and verse number 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was born blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned that this man, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? What kind of crazy question? You know, people are always looking for somebody to blame for anything that happens in life. Yeah. Because why are they asking this kind of question? What, their, their own mind is that somebody must have done something wrong. And in life, some things happen, not because anybody did anything wrong. They just happen. So when Jesus will answer them, Jesus answered them, said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. God wants to use him as an example of his great power. I must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. For the night uh, coming is coming. When no one can walk. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. When he has said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. What's the meaning of Siloam? Sent. So sent. Everything about what Jesus did here has something to do with action. Go, wash. He sent him to send. <laughs> it's double action. Jesus was saying, take action. Somebody here today, you need to take action. Because faith is actioning what you believe. Are you still with me today? Yeah. It doesn't matter how long the sickness has been there. Whether it, you know, it was there from birth, doesn't matter. Faith is actioning what you believe. He sent him to send. <laughs> and the Bible says, so he went and washed and came back seeing. He went and washed and came back seeing. You know all the argument I ensued after? Who healed you? Who didn't heal you? The man said, you know what? I don't know whether the man is okay or not. All that I know. Before I was blind, now I see whether I'm the correct person or not, it's not my problem. Before I was blind, now I can see. But this is where I'm going. Doesn't matter how long the sickness has been there. Don't lose me. Doesn't matter how long the sickness has been there. When God turns to you, it becomes your turn for healing. Are you still with me today? Yeah. It becomes your turn for healing. All God is asking for is that you act on what you believe. Take action. He sent him. Even the place he sent him to is called sent. Everything is about action. Take action. Do something. Act in the direction of what you believe. A second example. And I'll start to tie this up together. A second example. The ten lepers that were cleansed. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 down to 14. Luke 17, verse 11 down to 14. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village. There met him ten men who were lepers. Let me pause here. In the days of Jesus, these were like people suffering from Ebola because they were banished. I hope you understand what I'm saying. This was a terrible illness in those days. They didn't allow them to come into where people were. They were quarantined. So Jesus walked into them 
said they stood afar off. They lifted up their voice. It was illegal for them to walk towards Jesus. It was illegal. It was actually illegal because they were quarantined in those days. Lepers. So they stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'm saying this for you to understand that whether the sickness is HIV or Ebola, whatever it is, the healing power of God can sort out any sickness. So I've given an example of notwithstanding how far it has been with you, this time around, notwithstanding how fatal they may have said it is, the power of God is strong enough to wipe it out. Somebody say with me today. Yeah, strong enough to wipe it out. So they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. So it was that as they went, help me read, as they went, as they went, when were they cleansed? When were they cleansed? Jesus was therefore standing at a distance to them because they couldn't come close. It was illegal. They cried out, have mercy on us, master. And they gave just one instruction by faith. Go, show yourself to the priest. When you read in the book of Leviticus, you'll see that when a leper has been cleansed, the priest was the one that certified the leper cleansed and reintegrates the leper back to the community. So the priest was like a government official of those days, a, a health worker who looks at the, the leper, see that he has been properly cleansed, and say, you can go back home. So when Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest, what he was saying was, go as if you have been cleansed. You should not show up in front of the priest except you have been cleansed. Because he was supposed to check you out for reintegration. Are you still with me today? The Bible says, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. They went by faith. And as they went, it may not be the first step. It may not even be the second step. But as they went, you can imagine ten men going. And one say, eh, 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 tie, tie, umatilo. See my body. See my body, oh, my body, you know. And before you know it, the, the, the second guy also said, hey, hey, are they, are they, my hand, my hand. They kept moving. And as they were going, they were receiving their healing. As they were going, they were receiving their healing. They were receiving their healing. Will somebody go today? Will somebody take steps today? Will somebody trust God today for healing? As they went, they were cleansed. Faith connects us with the power of God. The substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. Somebody may be feeling something in your body, right? As we start to pray, as you take steps, as you release your faith, you see the power of God come upon you. You see something leaving your body. You see growths disappear. You see pain disappears. The hand of God is coming upon someone here today in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I said in the precious name of the Lord Jesus.